Thank everybody, I'd like to call to order the San Francisco uh, Transportation Authority meeting, the Finance Committee, um, for Tuesday, March 8, 2016. Um, our chair, Supervisor Marr, will be here shortly. I'm Lyndon Breed. I'm the vice chair, so we're going to get this meeting started. To my left is Supervisor Norman Yee, and to my right is Supervisor uh, Jane Kim. And I guess for the sake of the meeting, we should call the roll. Sure. Item one, roll call. Commissioner Breed? Here. Breed present. Commissioner Campos? Campos absent. Commissioner Kim? Here. Kim present. Commissioner Marr? Marr absent. Commissioner Yee? Here. Yee present. We have quorum. All right. Colleagues, for the meeting minutes of February 9, 2016, is there a motion to approve those minutes? Moved by, Supervi moved by Commissioner Yee, seconded by Supervisor Kim, uh, Commissioner Kim. <laughs> uh, colleagues, can we take that without objection? Without objection, those meeting minutes are approved. We'll take public comment. Once public comment has been completed. <laughs> All right, let's get to item number three, and we are now joined by Commissioner Marr, who is I the chair of the committee. Item three, state and federal legislative update. This is an action item. Welcome. Thank you very much. Uh, happy to be here today. Uh, I thought I'd give just a real pre brief overview of where we are at the Capitol and where we are. In Can you please identify yourself? I'm sorry, yes. Um, Mark Watts, advocate for the uh, Transportation Authority in Sacramento. Um, so the legislature had welcomed uh, the new Assembly Speaker, Anthony Rendon, yesterday when he was sworn in. He'd been elected in January, so he is now fully in charge and the transition has been completed. Um, it was a very, very happy uh, uh, ceremony, and uh, I think uh, he spelled out his priorities for the for his term, uh, then I think uh, they'll suit the state very well. Uh, beyond that, where we are in the legislative process for um, for the Capitol is, I've got a sheet of paper here that I can't seem to find. Darn it. I apologize. Oh, here we go. Um, the end of February was the last day to introduce measures, and you'll see that reflected in the matrix today where we've got about 40 bills that we reviewed and made recommendations on, and I'll come back to that in a moment. Um, the next major um, uh, deadline for legislation would be April 22nd for the bills that were introduced in late February. They have to clear their first committee or they are, uh, uh, they, they're dead, essentially, for the remainder of this session. Uh, there is a spring recess in the middle of midst of this uh, process, uh, March 17th to March 28th. Uh, the legislature will be in recess, so the hearings for these measures will be very, very uh, heavily attended and uh, very heavy agendas uh, as they try to get through all these by the end of April. Um, in terms of, uh, uh, of note on transportation funding, which is uh, of, of strong interests around the state right now. Uh, Senator Bell has a measure in the special session he intends to amend. Uh, we had hoped to see that uh, Monday or Tuesday at this point in time. His office says he's refining some of the amendments. Uh, his amendments will add significant amounts of uh, uh, funding and finance for, for transit projects. 
even though the main balance of his bill will be focusing on state and local road repairs. Um, there is an indication that the administration uh, may elect to uh, move on with a more streamlined proposal in the about $2 billion range that wouldn't require a supermajority vote in the legislature. We're trying to understand if that's something that they're really working on, but there are indications that there are uh, uh, that there's a preference to try to get a small amount uh, of funding for state and local road repairs uh, rather than make the push for the, the larger amount that's represented in Senator Bell's bill and Assemblymember Frazier's bills. So uh, I'll be keeping your staff uh, abreast of these developments as we go through the next couple of weeks. In terms of the uh, matrix of uh, legislation, there are 13 uh, specific recommendations uh, that we're making to you. One is a uh, a changed position, and the other 12 are new bills for your consideration. In addition, there's like 32 or 33 other measures that we've recommended watch for one reason or another. They, they may apply to a policy area where there's not much uh, flesh on the bill at this point in time. In many cases, there's spot bills on uh, topics that may become of interest. So rather than try to find them again when they get amended, we put them on a watch, and that allows us to monitor uh, that flux uh, more evenly. So if you'd like, I could uh, cover the 13 measures, and starting with the first one, which is um, AB 1550 on page 6. This is a position we had recommended, opposed in the past, and we're recommending now watch. Uh, it deals with disadvantaged communities in the cap-and-trade area. Um, it did not change the proportions of, of uh, projects uh, or, or funding that's required to be spent in disadvantaged communities. And as you may realize or, or recall from the first go-around of uh, greenhouse gas reduction fund money, the disadvantaged communities in the, the Bay Region didn't fare well because of the way that's designed. Um, this bill takes another step, leaves the current 25% requirement in place, but adds a new requirement that projects must benefit, 25% of the funding, funding must be for projects that benefit low-income households. So what we'd like, why we're recommending moving to a watch rather than oppose, uh, we'd like to continue working on the definition of disadvantaged community more in the background, working with, uh, there's a uh, greenhouse gas reduction cap and trade working group, work with them to see if we can improve the disadvantaged communities definition. And consequently, we're asking for your uh, change to a watch position. Actually, I just wanted to thank you so much for being sensitive to low-income communities. And um, in some ways, whether they're in the San Francisco Bay Area region or they're in East L.A. or Central Valley low-income communities, so that we're taking, a, in some ways, a regional and even a statewide approach to equity as we pass transportation policies. But thank you. Okay. Uh, the next measure, we've seen a number of these types of measures over the last couple of years. Uh, we're recommending a pose on AB 1768, which is on page 10 of the matrix. Essentially, it, uh, it, it directs uh, the remainder of the high-speed rail bonds to be used to pay off the uh, uh, outstanding high-speed rail bonds, effectively terminating the funding stream for the project. So as a consequence, we're recommending an oppose. Um, and, and there's a several more, so I'll cover them pretty briefly because I, I don't think there's going to be uh, 
concerned with our recommendations, but uh, we're recommending a pose on AB 1866 on page 12. Um, and this would redirect the remainder of the high-speed rail bonds to state water project funding. And again, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a, a major change in, in uh, high-speed rail, and uh, we think that uh, the policy of this authority is to support the high-speed rail uh, program. The next measure, AB 1886, we're recommending a support, and I have to tell you I had to draw a diagram three or four times before I fully understood this one. Essentially, um, there's an exemption provided within CEQA for transit priority projects uh, where 25% of their area is no further than a half mile. This says no, uh, this takes 25% to 50%, so no more than 50% of their land mass is an expansion of the CEQA exemption for these types of projects, and consequently we're recommending a support position. Uh, AB 1964 on page 14 is another long series of bills over the last couple of years. This one's a little bit different than ones we've seen before. This simply um, extends the white sticker authorization to access HOV lanes. White stickers are pure battery electrics and natural gas vehicles as distinguished from green stickers, which are hybrid, uh, plug-in hybrids. So this applies only to the white sticker vehicles, but they're growing in sales and their population throughout the state is growing. And the concern is that uh, allowing a continued and expanding access to HOV lane dilutes the effectiveness of the lanes. So we've recommended an opposed position. Um, AB 2034 on page 15, recommending a support position to you. Um, more than a decade ago, the federal government authorized the delegation to state transportation departments to oversee NEPA <coughs> uh, reviews within their state. That was enacted. It's been continued once. This simply continues that authorization at the state level to allow uh, Caltrans in circumstances to uh, administer and oversee both NEPA as well as CEQA docu documents. It, I won't comment on its effectiveness, but it's a continuation of an existing policy. And here's yet another measure that would bring the high-speed rail program to an end. It essentially says no more bonds can be sold, and as a consequence, it would have to go back to the voters. So there's a double layer of protection against this becoming effective, because um, I, I don't see this measure moving forward. But that one's found on page 15 if you'd like more, more details or more information. Um, we're also recommending support on AB 2126 by Mr. Mullen from the Peninsula. That's on page 16 of the matrix. This applies to the state's current authority to utilize construction manager, general contractor um, authority for administering projects, uh, large-scale, complex projects. And we'll be coming to another bill similar to this in a moment that applies to you. But this applies only to the state. The state has authority to do six They've occupied the six slots in statute, and this would expand it to 12 um, for Caltrans to administer. Uh, Mr. Frazier uh, is the author of AB 2289, which is on page 17. The State Highway Operations and Protection Program is the main program that offers, uh, or the main 
financing source at the state level for projects that improve uh, or reconstruct, um, uh, that provide major maintenance and reconstruction, as well as some operational funding to operate uh, the state highway system. And it, uh, the funding is generally only available to Caltrans. The CTC in their annual report recommended expanding the, uh, a one small provision within this program to allow the operations to also have capital improvements. So previously or up to now, the operations would be, um, um, you know, widening guard, you know, expanding um, auxiliary lanes and things like that on the freeway. This allows capital improvements to qualify for these same projects. Um, this bill, AB 2374, is, uh, was introduced by Mr. Chu, um, and we're recommending that the Transportation Authority not only support but register as sponsors of this measure because it came from uh, staff conversations with the uh, author's office, and it would uniquely expand or authorize, somewhat uniquely authorize, uh, that the ramps for the Yerba Buena Island program, the ramps that connect to the bridge system, would be eligible to, to utilize the CMGC uh, authority, just like we author, uh, just like Caltrans has now for a certain number of projects. Uh, it would specifically be targeted towards some of the complex um, engineering and construction that's anticipated for phase two of the Yerba Buena Island ramp project. And uh, I've been doing a lot of uh, due diligence with uh, the state engineers and other folks who have had concerns in the past about similar authority. Senator Bell has introduced SB 1066, which is on page 35, and we're recommending a support for this measure. It doesn't appear to do much on the surface. It's more of a placeholder uh, sponsored by the self-help counties. Essentially what it does is it provides uh, in state law the authorization for the new FAST Act revenues approved by the federal government, by Congress, to flow to, certain, you know, to the regular programs at the state level that we anticipate them to. Um, in essence, uh, it, it doesn't really change law, but it's, it's, uh, it, it would actually be uh, operative if it were to pass. The game plan, however, is for the uh, self-help counties to have um, a joint, jointly, um, uh, jointly managed bill that they can work on in case there are uh, wrinkles in the FAST Act that people hadn't anticipated in some of the funding formulas. So this is to preserve their options to, to move legislation. Um, and Senator Glazier from the East Bay has introduced SB 1128. We're recommending support position. It's on page 35. Um, the MTC has a commute benefits ordinance. They have the authority to, uh, to adopt a commute benefits ordinance, and that is, is soon to expire. This would s uh, simply extend that authorization indefinitely, and consequently we are recommending support. And the final measure uh, of, uh, for your consideration is SB 1259 by Senator Runner. It's on page 36 of the matrix. We're recommending oppose. Um, this picks up an idea that had been attempted several, uh, well, a decade or more to allow uh, veterans with special decals the ability to access um, toll facilities. And uh, there's been a, a 
similar authorizations in other states where we've the the, the reports are that it it, uh, it result it can result in fraud and uh, associated re, uh, decreases in total revenue. So it's uh, it's mainly an issue of uh, equity. So with that, I bring my oral part of the presentation open for questions if you have, and I'll try to answer. I'm still trying to digest all the bills. There was more than a thousand in each house. So questions, colleagues? I wanted to say on the SB 1128 um, by Glazer that the Bay Area Air Quality Management District's community benefits policies that um, give many options or a couple of options to employers, I think that's a really important one in ensuring that we're reducing greenhouse gases and, and vehicle trips as much as possible. I wanted to acknowledge the Vision Zero Coalition for um, really trying hard on um, automated speed enforcement, the speeding cameras, but I know some communications with uh, or with Assemblyman Chu's office were fruitful up until the last minute, but we're hopeful that in the future there's um, legislation that comes forward, but it, it's a little disappointing. But I just want to give a shout out to the Vision Zero Coalition for the work behind the scenes on, on those efforts. But thank you so much, Mr. Watts, for the great presentation. Thank you. Um, oh, um, Commissioner Yi. Um, thank you for your presentation. And um, the uh, I know that um, you mentioned some bills may not have um, all the details necessary or whatever, so you're just watching it. And one of them may be, uh, possibly be AB 1677. Oh, yes. On page 9 or 17. Um, I guess what I'd like to do is move that, um, suggest that we uh, urge you to move it from watch to support. Um, and the reason for this is because it's, uh, it's a bill that that the Board of Supervisors have already um, passed a resolution to support, and we want to keep it consistent and keep the heat on. Uh, and we're, we're actually, my office is working with uh, Assemblyman uh, Ting on this particular bill, and we're trying to give them as much um, information in terms of su or suggestions about the bill as possible. Uh, hopefully, we'll have some meat on it. So, um, Commissioner Yee's made a motion to add AB 1677 to the support, move from watch to support. Is that your motion? Yeah, and this is, a, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, this this is in regards to um, the Torah buses in terms of uh, um, making it possible for lo um, local uh, jurisdiction or local government to uh, have additional inspections as a, sort of the um, general idea. So is there a second on the motion? So seconded by Commissioner Breed. So we're adding 1677 to the action list presented by Mr. Watts. Any other comments, colleagues? Let's open up this up for public comment. Is there anyone from the public that would like to speak? Seeing none, public comment is closed. So on the motion to add um, AB 1677 from a watch to a support position, can we do that without objection? Uh, the House has changed. So the House has changed. So roll call on the motion by uh, Commissioner Yee. On the motion, Commissioner Breed? Aye. Breed, aye. Commissioner Campos? Campos, absent. Commissioner Kim? Aye. Kim, aye. Commissioner Marr? Aye. Marr, aye. Commissioner Yee? Aye. Yee, aye. The motion passes. And then now on the uh, recommendations on the new bills and the recommended positions, um, 
Can we do that same house, same call? Yes. Thank you. Um, thank you so much, Mr. Watts. Um, Mr. Stamos, next item. Item four, introduction of new items. This is an information item. So let's open this up for public comment. Anyone from the public that would like to speak? Public comment is closed. Um, next item, item five, Mr. Stamos. Item five, general public comment. Good morning, Commissioner. Having a lot of money may not mean true self or well-beings. Helping up others with money, then one is making oneself or well-beings. Good awakening with self-nature and existence, leading on the life of holiness, virtues, and preaching to the worldly people with holy truth would actualize pure sincerity of true clarity of personal elevation and recovery in return to ultimate heavenly origin for oneself and others, that is making an excellent state of well-being for oneself. When one's inner world of passion is full of kind-heartedness, mercy, and having state of mind of origin of wisdom, leaning on pathways of heavenly destiny, one works on bright nature of methodology for good way of self-reflecting upon great understanding then one can really enrich the worthy people with great works of credits in true success. Having the rules of divine justice will definitely reward persons with such good nature of true mercy with whatsoever things fit the need. One must treasure one's time of life span in good works of divine mercy to a new of the people in achieving daily improvement of virtue and better cultivation of business. These are the ultimate goals and values for objective of good principle vision. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Yip. Next speaker. Anyone else? <coughs> I would like to speak about number 18, please. If you could go to 18. So I think we've already handled. Oh, you, you might be 18? in the wrong meeting. Um, oh, I apologize. Or I'm sorry. I apologize. Or I think the proper time would have been when we were dealing with the legislation. Um, but you could speak on general matters. Okay. Okay. So seeing no other public comment, we'll close public comment. Uh, Mr. Samos, next item. Uh, item six, adjournment. Thank you for um, coming today. Meeting adjourned.